Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie, and today, I don't know about you, but what if we dished and spilled the tea on season two of What If? Ha ha! Ha ha! <laughs> and when I say we, I of course mean me and our lovely correspondent, Miss Melinda. Welcome back, friend! Hello! I'm alive. How are you? <laughs> I am also alive, and we are ready to talk all about season two of What If. I know we have waited so long for season two of What If. The amount of times you and I checked in with each other on, have we heard a release date yet? We're in the last quarter of 2023. What is going on here, friend? And phase five had been phase fiving really hard. And then What If came along and did a massive mic drop. I'm just so glad it's back. And it was my favorite animated show or in the history of animated TV. I say that as someone who is well into her 30s and still loves cartoons way too much. How about you, friend? Are you excited as I am? For the first eight episodes, yes. Oh my God. Absolutely amazing. Every episode was intriguing and entertaining. I mean, they even animated the opening Marvel logo, which I went back and rewatched like three or four times. But I'll get more into that later. I mean, truth be told, season one of What If was its own amazing show in its own right. It took us by storm. I was, again, we were waiting on bated breath for the season two announcement date for just the release date, like something to look forward to. And maybe it was per the writer's strike that everything got pushed back. And Marvel was like, Merry Christmas, <laughs> Happy Holidays. And we were you like, you get an episode and you get an episode. And yes, an episode. exactly. And it was the gift of 2023 that we all needed from Marvel. So for those of you who are new to the series, What If explores alternate timelines in the multiverse that shows what would happen if major moments from the films of the MCU occurred differently. It stars Jeffrey Wright as The Watcher, Haley Atwell as Peggy Carter, Josh Keaton voices Steve Rogers, Mick Wingert voices Tony Stark, Devery Jacobs voices Kahori, and Benedict Cumberbatch reprises his role as Strange Supreme. And pretty much everyone else came back to voice the character that they played in the MCU. Like, for instance, Chris Hemsworth, Elizabeth Freaking Olsen, Tom Hiddleston, Sebastian Stan, Karen Gillan, Taika Waititi, John Favreau, Kate Blanchett. There was Colby Smulders and Kat Dennings, Jeremy Renner, Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> yeah. Even Sam Rockwell came back. That being said... I'm ready for some tea. What if we had some tea? What if we had some tea to spill? This is the part of the show where we spill the tea. This means spoilers. Not what if we had spoilers, because we do. All the spoilers and the history of spoilers. So if you have not watched season two of What If, we are about to spoil it for you. Serious question time. What was your favorite episode? I have so many. I know. And that's <laughs> the beauty of it. Granted, some were stronger than others, but for me personally... I think every episode got better as you further along in, in the season. I was not disappointed with episode one or two or three. And, oh my gosh. What if my faith was restored in Marvel? Oh my goodness. But here we are. But anywho, what was your favorite episode? Oh, okay. So 
It's so hard because I really enjoyed episode four. What if Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster? Oh, okay. I really enjoyed six. What if Kohori reshaped the world? Seven. What if Hela found the Ten Rings? Mind blown. And I, but I think my favorite, and this is hard. I feel like I'm like picking a favorite child. Mm-hmm. Um, you are. You are. It's going to be episode eight, Avengers Assembled in 1602. There we go. <laughs> I know. It was more of a loose adaptation of the comic book run that was written by Neil Gaiman. And like, I know people were a little bummed that they weren't speaking Middle English during Shakespearean time, but it delighted me to no end to hear Tom Hiddleston recite Shakespeare as freaking Loki. (laughs) There's a scene where Thor asks Loki for Mjolnir and Loki goes, oh, I misplaced it. The fact that Loki misplaced Mjolnir, but it was shown in Tony's workshop earlier in the episode. And of course, it was like Robin Hood and his merry men. And we got Wanda Merlin. I wish Wanda had a much bigger role in the series, like period. Because like, let's be real, she was able to get Peggy from a different universe. Right. Thank you. But I digress. (laughs) We got to see Hela with Thor and Loki. And Carter telling Thor that he is more dramatic than his brother, to which Loki said, bless. Let's just say, I made a friendship bracelet of that. (laughs) It's just blessed with like gold, black, and green. (laughs) I'm also with you. I was torn between episode six and episode eight. I will say 1602 was the strongest episode for me in that respect. It was hilarious. And I'll put it out there. Episode six. Honorable mention with Cahorty. I need a whole season just on her backstory. I need a movie. I was so engaged with episode six. Where where has this been? Why are we only seeing the animated version? We need the live action version. This would be visually stunning. Please help me understand. But again, phase five needed to phase five. Maybe for us to appreciate Cahorty in, in the long run. But that being said, which episode of season two do you want to see the live action version of? I think I'm with you on this one. It's going to have to be episode six. I need to see a live version of Kohori reshaping the world. With season two of what if being the saving grace of phase five, we need to run with this momentum and get excited for what's to come. We thought we saw Easter eggs with season one of what if come into play in Multiverse of Madness and watching Kohori's episode, episode six. Please don't be this giant teaser like Multiverse of Madness was where we get our hopes up and we think this could actually happen. Please, please make this happen. Please be a thing. I I really hope we're we're manifesting this and we're putting it out into the the right Marvel universe to make this happen, right? Yes, and yeah, and I'm just going to bounce off of you on the whole Multiverse of Madness. Like we got a live version of Captain Carter in that movie. And I had mentioned previously, I enjoyed episodes one through eight. Nine was kind of a downfall for me, which is kind of opposite of Loki season two. The first few episodes of Loki were kind of slow going. And then that last episode was really, really good. It ended up being a one-on-one battle with Carter and Doctor Strange. It's like, yeah, Carter accepted that in her storyline, she won't get that happy ending with Steve. You know, and Strange refused to accept that he messed up and lost Christine. But they keep pushing Carter and Rogers as Endgame continuously, even though he already got his happy ending with her. In Endgame. And in Endgame, the timeline killers that, you know, Strange captured basically became yo-yos at the end. 
And it was just a way for Carter to hold all of the weapons and like be the one and only, which is what we previously saw in Secret Invasion. Word on social media is that Marvel is holding on to like the big multiverse for Secret Wars. But I'm personally tired of Carter. Okay. And I would like to see new characters. Like, can can they focus on Kahori in season three? We got a brief two-second glimpse of Yggdrasil from Loki season two at the end of episode nine. It was oh, really brief. The tree. The tree. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The Watcher brings Carter out of the multiverse and shows her the timeline. For some reason, I thought that had a more prominent place in season two, but I guess they're going to hold that off for season three. Okay. Well, now that we know which character you're tired of, who is your favorite new character? Okay. So I am biased in this aspect. I love Loki and Bucky and Wanda. Those are my, those are my favorite, but they're kind of repetitive. Like they've been in the MCU before. Mm -hmm. So Kahori, hands down. She's she's my new favorite character. I also really enjoyed Howard the Duck and seeing Cork again. Yes. Yes, right there with you. Hear me out, okay? Well, I absolutely loved Cahorty, loved her story, and can't wait to see her in season three. My favorite new character, who I had no idea about, so that's why I'm calling him a new character, had no idea who the freak was, aka the Hulk version of Happy Hogan. Oh, man. (laughs) This was brand new information. I was today years old when I watched that episode, and I was like, oh, I am here for this. And then- when I saw Hulk and Happy battle it out, I was like, Happy's last name is Hogan. It was a huge missed opportunity in 1602 when they had Hulk and Happy battle it out and not make a Hulk Hogan reference. And I was like waiting for one of them to be like, here we go, brother. You know, I was waiting for that <laughs> that Hulk Hogan like cameo. Marvel, you dropped the ball there. But loved how Happy saved Christmas. <laughs> and <laughs> seeing... Happy's character as the freak in 1602. I was like, I'm here for this. Please let this be a live action episode. Please, please, please. Now there have been a lot of rumors in the in the Marvel universe and online <laughs> on the interwebs of possibly bringing back Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson as Tony Stark and Natasha Romanoff. What if the show? Sorry, I'm not making a pun. That's just what I'm trying to say here. (laughs) (laughs) Hear me out. What if has opened up a lot of doors for them to bring these characters back into a live action universe? And I think they have plenty of room to do so. What timeline from season two of What If do you think they could actually bring Tony Stark and or Black Widow back? I think Black Widow is only in the one timeline in season two, right? I can kind of see Natasha from the what if season two timeline being brought to the MCU because she might be looking for Peggy. Okay. In that regard. Do I think they're going to go that route? Not really. I do think that they would bring back a multiverse Natasha for sure. Scarlett Johansson's been um, dropping some hints on her Instagram. She has, right? (laughs) Okay. Can you just imagine the multiverse Natasha meeting up with Yelena? Oh, heartbreaking. As far as Tony Stark goes, I don't see them bringing back Robert Downey Jr. unless it's like maybe the hologram version of himself for like Morgan or Ironheart. 
Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know how he would fit in. And of season one, he kept dying in every <laughs> he did he verse. Did. Oh man. There and was- in season two, Thanos was dying in every verse. So I don't know. I don't think Tony will act like I personally don't think Tony would come back in a live action form other than, you know, hologram. That being said, when we saw Wanda open up a portal and bring Peggy, I was like, this is a game changer. We can bring everyone at any point in time, too. And last but not least, our last series question. We got a tiny teaser of season three. What were your initial thoughts of season three of What If? I am worried for my baby, Bucky. Oh, okay. (laughs) In the Thunderbolts movie, it's being said online that Bucky might sacrifice himself to save the team. And we have been getting a lot of Sebastian Stan voice work on What If, especially in season two and now in season three. And I know they're going to move on with the Young Avengers um, and that they gave animated Bucky a happy ending in one of the episodes. He had the white picket fence that got married and had a kid and all that. But but can't live action Bucky have a happy ending? (laughs) (laughs) Like let him go retire in Wakanda or something. I I don't know. That's prime real estate. Yeah. And I'm also hoping they dive more into the timeline tree from Loki season (gasps) two. That would be so good. You, they can't just end on that for like two seconds and then not expect people to freak out. <laughs> well, I was just excited that we got a teaser. So that was, I was like, my expectations are now through the roof. We should get teasers every quarter. Come on, Marvel. That yeah, that was sad. unexpected. It was yeah. really, really quick right after the series yeah. aired and it leaked before it was posted. And people were like, is this real? What is going on? And ah, that was a, that was a fast confirmation. Oh yeah. That being said, we absolutely loved What If Season 2. And here's hoping season three of What If isn't isn't a year-long wait. <laughs> and now it is time for the Spotlight of the Week. The Fangirls Podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts for a new, fun, fandom episode of the Fangirls Podcast. Tax Pros, an award-winning tax firm dedicated to providing their clients with a full range of advanced tax planning and tax resolution services. With three locations in Southern California, Tax Pros is there to meet you where you are, offering phone and video appointments. Learn more or book an appointment today at TaxPros, taxprose.com. Looking to move? 24-7 Moving is a full-service moving company based in LA. At 24-7 Moving, they understand moving can be overwhelming sometimes, and they see this as their responsibility to alleviate the pressure and stress. Their professional team provides fun, friendly, and secure local and long-distance services throughout the U.S. Their highly skilled and well-trained team has combined experience of over 3,000 moves, including commercial and residential. They deliver smooth and stress-free moving and packing services at affordable prices. I've personally used 24-7 moving and have never been so impressed with a team of movers in my life. They weren't just fast and efficient. They were affordable, and the guest service was unmatched to anything I've ever worked with before. For more information, visit them online at 247moving.com. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. Marvel Entertainment, Marvel Studios, The Walt Disney Studios, Disney Plus, or any other media mentioned today. We're just really big fans who are constantly pondering the question, what if... 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.